0: Because it's time for the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle from the Frickers Studios. Right now! Now! Right here! On Classic Kids 96.7 WBVI, ESPN 1430 AM and 105.7 FM WFOB. The Sports Huddle is brought to you by NWO Orthopedics, Frickers, Warner Automotive, by Blanchard Valley Health System, Rotor Rotor, Big B Coffee, by Northwestern Water and Sewer, Wilson Tire, Grip, by MJ Brown Construction Company, Premier Bank, Campus PolyEye, by Financial Design Insurance Agency, Snyder's Flooring. Outlet Ohio Automotive Supply and by Seneca Millwork, Five Star Maintenance, and the Ropi Corporation. Three, two,
1: one. Let's hear it. Now
0: let's go live to Lance and Matt from the Fricker Studios for the NWO Orthopedics, NWO Orthopedics
2: Sports Huddle. Welcome on into this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle here from the Fricker Studios. ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB, Classic, it's 96.7, WBVI. Lance Morris, Matt Common here with you this wednesday night thank you for making us a part of your wednesday night as well got a great show on tap for you tonight matt how are we doing oh i'm doing good i
3: mean i lost a lot of money at the super bowl but it's okay Or let me rephrase lost a chance for a lot of money at the <laughs> super bowl but it's okay it's all right he held allegedly so it's okay when they the, salt, when the salty about When the player
2: lie. comes out and says they held, that makes it a little uh, I think that eases that uh, pain a little bit.
3: Look, let, let, let's get this out of the way right now. <laughs> did he hold? In the strictest sense of the terms, yes. But that's the kind of holding penalty you call in the first quarter, not with a minute to go in the Super Bowl. It's that's the issue. I mean, it was pretty ticky-tack. He did hold. There's no denying that, but it was a very tame defensive holding to call it at that critical point of the game. Plus, Juju Smith Schuster was not going to catch that ball to begin with. Yeah. That that, that thing got Howard stirred out of the back of the end zone. So it's. Oh, well. It, it was a great game. I, I had a blast watching that game. It was a lot of fun. It, it was. With the postseason not really going the way I wanted to for my teams, it was nice to have a very, very good Super Bowl. It's just a shame it ended with a penalty instead of just good play.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Did your team blow a 27 point lead?
3: No, my team just had the doors blown off of them. It was way easier. So much easier. like I I could I was able to disassociate like halfway through the second quarter for the Bucks game. It was fantastic. But if it's a consolation to you, you still have Justin Herbert. I get to suck all over again now that Tom Brady's retired again.
2: No, that part that part is very true. We'll talk about the Super Bowl here in just a few minutes. But on this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Huddle, we'll, of course, talk with uh, Roger Jury, Hopewell Loudon, head boys basketball coach, the Chieftains, tied at the top of the SBC River along with Calvin and Old Fort. They will end the regular season on Friday. They'll take on Sandusky St. Mary. They're awaiting exactly who they will play in the postseason. They will play the winner of Macomb and Fremont St. Joe in the sectional finals a week from Friday. We'll talk with Coach Jury in about a half hour or so. We'll also be joined by various Hope Allowed and players here from the Frickers studios shortly after we talk with Coach Jury as well. And we might not physically be at the Frickers in Finley, but stop in for their daily specials. Monday, boneless, frickin' chicken wings day. Tuesday, frickin' chicken wings day. Tonight, you can get their sirloin steak dinner. Thursday, their frickin' chicken chunks. Kids eat free all day, every day at Frickers. Pick up from the carry out window, dine in, or get delivery through DoorDash. Daily specials are all dine-in only. Download the Frickers app, find them online at frickers.com. And Matt, we have a, another weekend full of basketball coming at you and it all gets started on Friday night. We'll have games on both stations. On Classic Kits, we'll have coverage of Columbian in that matchup in the SBC with Clyde. I'll have that one for you from Tiffin on Friday. Then Friday on WFOB, SBC River Action. New Regal plays host to Old Four. Matt Cobb and Tom Grant have that one Friday on WFOB. And then Saturday, we open up our coverage of the postseason for our first postseason game. It will feature the fall story. A girls basketball team playing in a sectional finals matchup. They'll play either Van Wert or St. Mary's. Those teams will play in a sexual semifinals matchup Thursday night. Matt Common and Tom Grind will have that one from Bluffton Saturday around noon on WFOB. And Matt, I have to imagine with uh, what you've gotten to see from the Fostoria girls basketball team, you know, over the last few months, you have to be uh, pretty excited for the potential possibilities for them in the postseason in that You know, the last few years, they had been kind of the also-rans, whereas this year, they're not the top, top dog, but they're one of the best teams in that district and certainly have a chance, if they can play well enough, to at the very least
3: contend for a district title. Well, let's just call it as it is. The reason they're not the top-ranked team in that district is simply due to the district they play in. It has nothing to do with their level of talent. They'd be a number one seed in any other district, in Western Ohio by a wide, wide margin. It, it wouldn't even be close. And yeah, th- this team is, they're remarkable. They, they truly are remarkable. I think this is a team that has a ton of potential. I think they have a, a lot going for them in terms of their offensive play, their defensive play. I think they're very balanced across the board. Uh, and the fact of the matter is they're very young. I mean, This this is a team that is not done growing yet. I foresee them being a problem for teams for the next several years going forward, because they're just going to keep getting better. This is a, this is a culture changing pro level team at Fostoria right now for their girls side of things. I think it's going to put Fostoria girls basketball back on the map and make them a force for a while here for years to come, because they're just that talented. I really, even in the district that they're playing in, I know they're middle of the pack right now in the district, but if I'm going to be honest, I see maybe only one or two teams actually being able to compete with them. I really do. It's, it's not going to be an easy out even for those teams to get rid of Fostoria. So yeah, it's, I'm ecstatic to see their playoff journey get started. I think they are. I I think they're one of the best teams in the area. I really do. Getting to see them up close, getting to see them regularly. It's and perform against other quality opponents. It's, I think, really think they're the best one of the best in the area if not the best of the area so I, I i'm kind of anticipating them in the district finals at least maybe district semifinals could be the start of their floor but for me i i think they got a date with liberty Benton coming up in the district finals
2: with that we'll step aside for a quick timeout when we come back we'll take a look back at the super bowl here on the nwo orthopedics sports huddle from the fricker studios
3: for over 100 years iron workers have been building america Do you have what it takes to be an iron worker? Do you like to work with your hands? Do you like to be creative and solve problems? Do you like to be outdoors and don't mind getting dirty? With starting pay of $18 an hour and with medical and retirement benefits, there are iron worker jobs available in Northwest Ohio. To take your career to new heights, call the Iron Workers Local 55 Training Center at 419-382-3080 and build a better future.
4: Hello, I am Pam Hamlin and I serve as the proud director of Millstream Career Center in Finley. Millstream is a great place to help junior and senior high school students decide what they want to do after high school graduation. Let us help save time and money by signing up for one of our 14 programs. Students can ask their counselor to take the career assessment that will match interests with aptitude. Have a plan and discover your career pathway before you graduate. Your opportunity awaits.
0: It's Cash for Cars at Warner Economy Corner in Findlay. Not much has changed with the shortage of good quality used cars, but Warner Economy Corner is looking to buy. At the corner of Blanchard and Blanchard, Warner Economy Corner is paying cash for cars. Bring your vehicle down to the guys at Warner Economy Corner and go home with cash in hand. Warner Economy Corner is buying cars and making deals. Open daily Monday through Friday.
5: Hi folks, this is Matt from MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company in Tiffin, Ohio. Getting a new roof is a big investment, and who you choose to install your new roof is an extremely important decision. We are a family-owned roofing and construction company that's been in business since 1936. The MJ Brown Roofing Construction Company has skilled workers trained to install, repair, and maintain your roof and weatherproofing components, so no matter what Mother Nature throws at your commercial building or home, it will be protected from the elements. Call 419-447-5864 for a free, no-obligation call quote today
0: fresh dough oozing with cheese and your choice of other goodies the world famous stuffed sticks are now in Findlay at campus Polly eyes 339 south blanchard street voted best restaurant period by the bg news for three of the last five years campus Polly eyes brings their award-winning pizza amazing stuffed breadsticks subs salads and more to Findlay. campus poly eyes ready for you at 339 south blanchard street stop in and see what all the fuss is about
2: Back we are on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Fricker Studios. Classic, it's 96.7 WBVI, ESPN, 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB, Lance Morris, Matt and hanging out with you here. We'll talk with Hope Allowed and Head Coach Roger Jury in about 25 minutes or so. If you miss any part of our show today or just want to hear it again, head over to wb.com. click on the podcast page. You can hear today's show and our shows and interviews from past seasons as well. We may not be physically at the Frickers in Finley, but stop in for their daily specials. Monday boneless freaking chicken wings day, Tuesday freaking chicken wings day. Tonight and can get their sirloin steak dinner. Thursday their freaking chicken chunks. Kids eat free all day every day at Frickers. Pick up from the carryout window, dine in, get delivery through DoorDash. All daily specials are all dine in only. Download the Frickers app to see more and to place an order. Find them online at frickers.com. Matt, let's uh let's go ahead and talk about the Super Bowl from this past weekend. The Chiefs, of course, able to beat the Eagles 38-235 thanks to that field goal near the end of regulation. The Eagles had a 10-point lead at one point before the Chiefs were able to come back in the second half and near the near the end of that first half though the Eagles they really seemingly had all the momentum. Pat Mahomes appears to tweak his already injured ankle and yet even in spite of that there was a little there was a couple things the Eagles did well in the second half but by and large the second half was really all Chiefs what were uh, what were some of your big thoughts on uh, what we saw on sunday
3: Uh, well first of all that cortisol mixed with the combination of painkillers and anti-inflammatories can apparently make you somehow superhuman (laughs) if you're pat mahomes uh you you cannot tell me with a straight face that that was just ice and a really good tape job that made him better in that situation only because you and I have played. We've been in that spot where it's been yeah. like, oh, this hurts? Well, here's a shot of cortisone, and it doesn't hurt anymore for the next hour and a half at least. And I, I don't blame them. I, I really don't if that ended up being the case. But I think the biggest thing that you take away from the Super Bowl this year is the value of adjustments in the second half. Absolutely value of adjustments in the second half. In the second half, Kansas City did everything every single thing that was the Achilles heel of that Philadelphia Eagles defense. And they did it flawlessly. I mean, you saw it earlier in the year against Jacksonville where they struggled a little bit with those short motions and then going back out, same side for the wide receivers. They did that with Kadarius, Tony and Sky Moore, and they both got touchdowns. They ran it two times, got two scores. There's 14 of your 17. You needed to win the game right off of those. And defensively, I I think, Personally, I'm, I'm a very big believer that Philadelphia took their foot off the gas. I really think they started coasting thinking they had things a little more under control than they really did. And that also goes on the defensive side. They got a little more passive, kind of got a little more laid back with their coverage and with their attacking. The, the best defensive front seven in the league doesn't register a single sack in the game with Pat Mahomes having a very bad ankle. It's It's shocking it's absolutely shocking. So for me, it's, I think Kansas city made so many incredibly smart adjustments that even for the moment that Philly took their foot off the gas pedal, it was too late and it gave Kansas city the momentum and brought them back in it. It was, and again, it was a great game. It was a great game. I think it absolutely cements Patrick Mahomes as the best quarterback in the NFL. And I don't think it's really that close. I think, we, we may have thought it was a little bit closer, but Joe Burrow is incredibly talented. Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, they're all very, very talented players, but Mahomes is the only one that keeps getting it done. <laughs> He's the only one that keeps getting it done time and time again. So I, I think it's safe to say that Mahomes is probably the top quarterback in the NFL now by a comfortable margin. And I'll take it a step further. Andy Reid, if I'm him, I'm riding off into the sunset. You got two Super Bowls. You're one of the weakest coaches in football history. Head on, head on down to Canton. Let Eric Bieniemy get his hands on the steering wheel of this Kansas City offense and team as a whole. And I, I really think you could be starting to look at the D word with a dynasty here in Kansas City. Five five straight appearances in the AFC title game. Three out of the last four Super Bowl, or three out of the last five Super Bowls. It's 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 hard to imagine anyone not considering that a dynasty at this point.
2: Okay, so let's let's stay there for a moment. You mentioned maybe Andy Reed go off into the sunset. Not that there has been any inklings that that really could happen publicly, but if you're Andy Reed, you've been waiting for a Pat Mahomes your entire career essentially. I mean, he got a little bit of Brett Favre uh, as a coordinator in Green Bay, but by and large, I mean, Donovan, was going to have a very good quarterback, but he he still wasn't Patrick Mahomes. Why would you, I guess, want to walk away from Pat Mahomes and everything that that team's providing?
3: I don't think it's a matter of wanting to walk away. I just think he's I, – I think we're getting to the stage where it's more of a bit of a health thing. I mean, I don't know. Watching that game, it's Andy Reid is this big, jolly, gregarious – like he's an entertaining – type of coach he's very fun to watch maybe it's just me at at the at the trophy ceremony when they got the Lombardi he did not seem to nearly have the energy that he used to for those types of things so it for me it's more of a health thing and also you got to think of it this way he's been a head coach in the NFL since 1999 and even a year before that actually 1998 excuse me he has been a head coach for closing in on what twenty-five years.
2: I mean he he's got the longest tenure as a consecutive coach, even though Belichick's been with one team since he's been with New England. But I mean, But he did Reed didn't even have a gap year between him and correct. Philly he got hired City, immediately right? by
3: Kansas City.
2: So I mean, yeah, that's that is so- that is quite a long time.
3: So, I mean, it's it gets to the point where, yes, you've been waiting your entire career for Pat Mahomes and that type of quarterback. And I I completely understand that as a logic. It's like, why not try to run it back a few more times? But by the same token, what does Andy Reid still need to prove at this stage? I mean, everyone said he was a great coach when he was in Philly, that he was still a good coach in Kansas City before Pat Mahomes showed up, that he's always been a good coach, just he couldn't win the big game. Well, he's been to the big game now four times and he's five hundred. I mean, I guess I could make an argument for go one more time so that way you can, you know, split the split the pair and actually get on the winning side for a winning record in the Super Bowl. But it's I don't know. That's I, I kind of view it the same way as like Tom Coughlin after his second Super Bowl with the Giants. It's what what do you really have left to prove at this stage? So that that's the only reason I'm thinking maybe right off in the sunset. I I confident he'll be back for another season but i'm also very curious to see what he does because eric Bienemy, who has been his protege and been the guy that everyone bangs the drum that he needs a head coaching job and i'm one of them he absolutely should be a head coach of this nfl it's maybe it's because he's waiting for reed to step down and he doesn't have a contract because they're waiting to see if reed steps down and they can hand the reins over to biennemi it, it's it's one of those classic conundrums, which which one helps who? Did Andy Reid become this elite coach overnight, or has he always been this elite coach, or did Eric Biennemi come in and help make Pat Mahomes what Pat Mahomes is? Because Andy Reid, to be perfectly candid, he has not worked with bad quarterbacks really at any point in his career. You, you could make uh, Brett Favre, obviously, when he was a coordinator in Green Bay, You could make a compelling argument for Donovan McNabb as a possible down the road, before anyone gets on me about this, (laughs) down the road Hall of Famer in the same vein as a Dan Fouts or someone like that. Just a very talented top tier quarterback at his time that just couldn't win the big game, didn't win the big game. He had Donovan McNabb, then he went to Kansas City where he had Matt castle for a little
2: bit. You also forget he had Michael Vick near
3: the end in Philly too. He, ra- he rebuilt Michael Vick, who came back from a prison sentence and won Comeback Player of the Year and received MVP votes. And then he turned Alex Smith into one of the most proficient passers of the last 10 years for the three years that he had him in Kansas City before Pat Mahomes. So it's... Andy Reid's been good every step of the way. He's had a lot of good stuff to work with, but he never could get over the hump. Was Eric bien the thing that got him over the hump? And if so that's probably the guy that should be the head coach at that stage so that that's that's the only reason i bring that up. i don't think reed's gonna step away i think he's got one more maybe two more seasons in him but the fact that they have not addressed eric b contract situation yet gives me kind of tampa bay with todd bowles and bruce arians vibes right now where it's like maybe there's something in the pipeline that we're not aware of that's going to radically change how this team looks going into next season.
2: And sticking with the Chiefs, already, of course, mentioning Pat Mahomes, but five years as a starter for them and already an amazing career, really. Three Super Bowl appearances, two wins, two MVPs uh, in the regular season as well, and really kind of could have at least one more if you – you, you probably could have given him the MVP over Lamar Jackson the year Lamar won. Can we can we officially, and I've kind of already been doing this, as you know, when, in our conversations, can we officially now finally start calling him one of the best ever to play, even if he doesn't have seven rings yet?
3: Just, just as one of the best ever? Yeah. Oh, sure. Oh, God, that... that. That ship sailed probably last season that you could start calling him one of the best ever. Now, greatest of all time, like goat conversation, stuff like that, that's where you kind of lose me a little bit. that's premature. But I'll tell you right now, if you were to ask me to name 15 quarterbacks over the history of the NFL that are better than Patrick Mahomes, I might get to 12 before I'm like, no, now I'm just really stretching it in terms of who I'd be picking. Is, Is he in my mind is he top 10 all time yet probably not but he is very close um i i i think the thing that's standing his way is that he is the very best of this generation by far but he's coming in after a generation of probably the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game i i mean you you look at the 90s and early late early 90s late 80s to 90s to 2000s you went from a run of Troy Aikman, Dan Marino, John Elway, Joe Montana, Steve Young to Donovan McNabb, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady then you go from those guys you throw in Ben Roethlisberger, Eli Manning Philip Rivers, then you can keep going a little bit further at that point. You start throwing in Aaron Rodgers. You start throwing in guys like um, Drew not That I think they're great the, in the same pantheon, but very talented quarterbacks all the same. Andrew Luck, Kirk Cousins. You keep going still from that point. Then you jump into players like Josh Allen. You jump into some of the quarterbacks that have come and been very successful still in the league that are starting right now guys like russell wilson guys like it's i think the only thing stopping pat mahomes from genuinely being in the top 10 comfortably is the fact that there's such a log jam of great quarterbacks we got to get through before you get to him so is he one of the greats yes i want to see a few more years of this before i say he jumps over a lot of those guys from the last era and a half but he he's on the right track for it
2: this is the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Frickers Studios. Lance Morris, Matt Common, recapping the Super Bowl from Sunday and talked about the Chiefs. So let's go flip side for the Eagles. Even in the loss, I mean, they still played very well. It wasn't like they were had a bunch of glaring things that came out of that game. And they'll have to replace a few pieces here and there. But, I mean, by and large, as health as long as the health stays there, this is a team that's going to be back, you know, in the conversation, at least the next few seasons.
3: Oh yeah. No, it's, it's between them and San Francisco for the foreseeable future. Um, You could probably make an argument if Minnesota brings in some more defensive players or potentially replaces Kirk cousins with someone that is a phenomenal fit for a Kevin O'Connell offense. Cough, cough, De- uh, Derek Carr, cough, cough, Um. <laughs> God, that would be perfect. Wait, is, Can you imagine wait, wait, Derek wait, wait, Carr wait, okay.
2: throwing... Let's, let's stop you right there. Is Derek Carr really an upgrade over Kirk Cousins? Yes. Is he?
3: Yes. Are you maybe sure? Not, maybe not statistically, but in style of leadership, style of player that he is and fit with the offense, I think he's a monumental upgrade. Because what, I, 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 what I'll I say to that it. is this fact. Kirk Cousins in his time in Minnesota has had Stephon Diggs... Adam Phelan, Justin Jefferson. Up until this year, Derek Carr has had basically packs of peanuts from the stands, Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. And Hunter Renfro only came on strong kind of starting last year. So for my money, I view Derek Carr as he's one of those guys that is extremely talented and has just been in the most horrific system to try and show off that he's extremely talented. So, yeah, if you were to ask me, Kirk, Cous- Kirk Cousins versus Derek Carr, which one would you... Ta- Derek Carr. I wouldn't even think twice about that. I wouldn't even let you finish the sentence. <laughs> so, but Minnesota, they might they might rally. They might come back into the fold of good teams. It's plausible but unlikely that Tampa Bay, whoever they solve at the quarterback situation... There's still enough pieces, parts there they might make a run, but no, it's it's going to be Philly and San Francisco for the foreseeable future. You could probably sprinkle the Giants or Cowboys in there as well, but that's pretty much it. The, the The rest of the NFC is just hot sewer garbage.
2: Also, and this has been talked about by a lot of people too, why the heck was the field so dang bad? Well, that's because the NFL sucks. <laughs>
3: That, that that can help you with that one. Someone convinced the NFL that they needed custom state of the art grass to play a Super Bowl, and for some reason the NFL believed them. So that's, I I don't know I I have I have no God blessed idea on that one. It, it blows my mind how bad that field actually was, how poor the conditions actually were for that. Uh, there's no reason they should have been that bad there's just absolutely no reason for them to have been that bad
2: super bowl commercials anything that uh really stood out to you as funny or interesting or anything of note for you
3: all right well that dog farmers commercial i said (laughs) it on twitter it did not need to go that hard (laughs) that was that was unforgivable i'm trying to watch the super bowl i am sitting there enjoying the game and they come at me with that sweet touching endearing video and commercial where it's following the the child's life all the way up and then follows the dog's life from it's oh my god oh god I mean, oh my god i'm actually getting teared up just talking about <laughs> it it's, it did not need to go that hard that's the point of it it didn't need to go that hard um there are some other good commercials i mean nothing really stood out this year to me from a commercial standpoint it seemed like everyone kind of played it relatively safe with the commercials. There were a few funny ones here and there. Honestly, I, I, I when it comes to Super Bowl commercials, I come for the trailers. Of course. You I know. show up for the trailers. I, I'm all about the trailers for movies.
2: And you got one of them. You at least had one good one you enjoyed.
3: I, I got a few good. I thought there was a few decent ones. I mean, Transformers looks like Michael Bay just wants to get some more money. <laughs> um don't tell Pre that. <laughs> No, it looks good. I, all joking aside, it looks good. I, I think we're on Transformers twenty-seven at this point, but it, it they're still fun to watch. They're they're fun movie. If you go in looking for anything deeper than robot fighting robot, you you, you went to the wrong movie. Yeah. But um, well, that looked good. Indiana Jones looks good. Uh, um, I'm hoping that they let that series gracefully ride. I off mean, you, you want you want to talk well. about
2: movies that have too many franchises that have too many movies? Indiana Jones is right up there with
3: Transformers too. Well, the, the, only, the only thing that's redeeming about this one is that Indiana Jones, it's James Mangold who actually like seems to really understand how to do character development because he also did Logan. So if he could somehow make a good X-Men movie, I think he could make a good Indiana Jones movie. Uh, so there's that. But um, And obviously the Marvel stuff. I mean, Ant-Man looks fun. That that comes out this weekend. That looks fun. That looks like it'll be a good movie, but it does. Commercial-wise, uh, kind of a down year commercials except dog farmers how dare they go that hard in a commercial
2: well as far as commercials we also had the uh gm ev one with uh will ferrell dressed up as dustin and stranger things you know what
3: that actually was pretty good (laughs) that one was good Uh, going through all of it with yep okay
2: i mean you can't spell america without erica matt
3: oh god (laughs) (laughs) i mean you're right that's true i don't want to give it to you but you're right i don't want to give it to you but you're right that's that, that yes that was that was funny it was that one was good i i will i will see that one that that was actually a pretty good one
2: and we also had the uh pop corners breaking bad i mean come on
3: see as a breaking bad fan i thought that was both really funny and it really bothered me at the same time <laughs> why did
2: it really bother you
3: it's like you brought breaking bad back not as a movie not as a epilogue they already
2: did a breaking bad movie
3: they did el camino and that was fine it was great but i'm talking like a feature length type of (laughs) big movie kind of thing with breaking bad with the original cast you bring these people back and you make it for a pop (laughs) corners commercial it's like Like how uh, much how much money did they have (laughs)
2: So it's it's like when Paul Crew goes to recruit the guys at the basketball court to try and join the football team. You you didn't get the whole chocolate bar. You got a Hershey's kiss.
3: Wow. Just wow.
2: I mean, is that not a perfect analogy? Come on. No, it's not, but what? we're going to roll
3: we're going to roll with it. Anyway, point being, point being it was fun to watch it was cool to see it was cool to see them kind of parody their own scenes with it but at the same time like oh this makes me so frustrated because i want more breaking bad <laughs> now i want more breaking bad and now you have to re-watch the series and that's gonna bother me because it's just gonna occupy my free time what little free time i actually have <laughs> so no that that one that was that was good as well
2: and uh finally halftime show with rihanna any uh any thoughts there
3: Congratulations on the second baby. Um, uh, pretty bold way to announce it to the world that you're having kid number two by having it be kind of like a centerpiece of your Super Bowl halftime show. Does no, it was okay? Um, it, it did not seem like a tour de force kind of performance that you would kind of hope from someone like Rihanna, who's just just a crushes it as a performer. Whenever she does anything live or at any of those like big events like the Grammys or anything like that, so I eh, felt felt a little felt a little disappointed on that one. But what, what, you, she... you needed some inflatable sharks. Look, every Super Bowl is immediately better with inflatable <laughs> sharks. Okay, <laughs> that just goes without saying. But no, it's I thought it was I thought the music selection was good. I like that she ran with the chorus for most of them. So a lot of the songs that she collaborated with people with, she didn't have to worry about that and try and bring them on as well. And it was Honestly, it was kind of nice to just be a solo performer instead of like, oh, it's going to be Bruno Mars with the Red Hot Chili Peppers and 15 other people, or it's going to be Beyonce with five other performers with her. Kind of thing. It, it was nice. It was, it was nice to have a solo performance, but at the same time, it feels like she left a little on the field.
2: Well, I mean, that that was the surprise to me. It was not – I enjoyed the show. I'm not going to say it was the best ever, but it, it was – it was a solid, I'd say B plus of a of, of a show. Oh and, sure, and I'd, I'd give I'd give it a B. The only the only surprise to me was based on the songs I heard heard her pick. I thought, oh, we're gonna see Drake or Jay Z, especially because we knew Jay Z was there. I thought there was a higher chance we saw that just considering who some of her hit songs were with.
3: I, I'm pretty sure if Jay Z showed up when she started singing Run This Town, I think it would have melted the place to the ground. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I think there wouldn't have been able to play the Super Bowl. The terrible grass field that they had underneath everything would have melted away. It would have just been a puddle on the ground of what was left of the stadium because I, I don't I don't think the league will have been prepared for that or I would watch at home. would have been prepared for Jay-Z to come out and join her for run this town. So I, I get it. I understand for safety reasons why they did not bring Jay-Z out for run this town. <laughs>
2: With that, we'll set aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk with Hope Ball Loud and Head Boys basketball coach Roger Jury here on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto from the Fricker Studios.
4: At Blanchard Valley Health System, we're looking for individuals to join our family
2: of professionals. We require compassion, dedication, and the desire to make a difference in a fast-paced healthcare environment. Jobs are available in clinical and support services we offer competitive wages and benefits. The culture of BVHS is unique and rewarding. Visit bvhealthsystem.org backslash
4: careers to search our current openings. Blanchard Valley Health System, we're here for you.
0: Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks, making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call so you can worry about more important things like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base that's simple human sense
2: ask financial design insurance agency in new regal if auto owners make sense for you seneca millwork is now hiring they have third shift general labor positions available with a starting pay of 17 dollars 51 an hour with a 25 cent shift differential for the third shift Seneca Millwork offers medical, vision, dental, life insurance, and a 401k contribution. Apply online at SenecaMillwork.com or apply online through Indeed. Come work at Seneca Millwork located at 300 Court Place in Faustoria and part of the Ropey Holding Company family.
4: Everyone wants clean water, but are you doing all that you can to keep it clean? The Northwestern Water and Sewer District reminds you that flushable wipes are not flushable. They don't break down in the treatment process, plus they can damage your plumbing, which can cost you hundreds to fix. So next time you go, remember, do not flush the wipes. Toss them in the trash. It's a small step that you can take to protect our water. A message from the Northwestern Water and Sewer District.
2: Welcome back on into this edition of the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto here from the Fricker Studios Classic. It's 96.7 WBVI, ESPN, 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB, Lance Morris. Matt Common here with you this Wednesday night. Thank you for making us a part of your Wednesday night. And we are now pleased to be joined by Hopewell Loudon, head boys basketball coach Roger Jury, along with coaches Eric Brickman and Ryan Martinez. Coaches, how
3: are we doing? Great, thank you. Yeah, I mean it's good. Good to have you all in here. It's just, it's nice. It's nice for me to be here instead of in my bunker. You know that I'm just ecstatic about that. But uh, coach is obviously getting ready for the season. A ton of players that you need to either move into different positions, get ready from replacing seniors, including your son Reed on that one, Coach Jerry. Which is he still Heidelberg or is it still? No,
2: Heidelberg? Matt. You 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 don't keep up with them. that's why the guys. Wait, what happened?
3: Wait, what happened?
2: That's why the guys were in purple. They're both
3: there. playing at defiance now. Both Reed and, and are Jordan. both freshmen. I mean, well, this interview's over. <laughs> wow, the pain. But in all seriousness, uh, Coach, is trying to make that adjustment, especially with players such as Reed. H- how do you feel that went through the offseason, gain into the start of the season? Obviously, things went pretty well in season so far for you guys having a pretty good run overall.
6: Well, it went pretty smoothly. We had a lot of these kids have experience. Uh, the two or three that didn't have bought in, they play really hard. They, they did a great job on through our jv program last year and practicing with varsity so essentially even though these kids um a couple of them are somewhat new to varsity as far as when you guys look at it they've been our practices the last couple years are great kids are good students we're gonna have a fantastic grade point average again like we have for the last several years and um they focus pretty hard and they, they work well and Um, You know, we're excited. Of course, it's always hard to replace whoever you lose. And, you know, this year it'll be the same kind of thing. I mean, some people say you got a lot of guys coming back, but it doesn't matter what way your seniors lead. And Hayden over here hasn't played. entire year and and he's a if if referees still took captains before the game i mean some of these other guys would be captains too but he is our captain and 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 people don't you know people don't realize it's not always just the basketball skill it's what they do in practice it's what they do for the team it's a leadership they show in front of the rest of the school and and we're blessed to have all these guys on the team that are like i said great kids and great students and you've of course had a handful of tough games throughout the year
2: both non-league and league games You know, the Mohawk and PG games, of course, non-league, and then Old Fort Calvert, always big rivalry matchups for you guys as well. What's kind of the outlook for your team with, you know, just the one game left in the regular season before we get into tournament? Kind of what's your uh, evaluation on where the team is right now? We've
6: talked about one game at a time, so, um, you know, I said the other day, we haven't really talked much about the championship, which we're tied in you know, three-way tie for first place right now. And this is the first week that I really said, look, we can play for the championship this week. They are still a young group, even though they played a lot. So, um, as I said, we're going to do that. But on a given night, I think we can beat anyone. But the four or five or six or seven teams that you guys were talking about this year, it's in the area that are all really good, can also beat anybody on a given night. So, I just think we have to understand that. Their coaches are telling them the same thing, that um, it, it's a really tough area for us, especially in our sectional Sometimes the Willard sectional might be deeper than ours. The first three or four teams in ours are always really good. But but this year it's just exceptionally deep. And, um, you know, we feel good our kids can beat somebody on any given night. But if we don't play well, we can lose to anybody. The one good thing about this group, they haven't had a bad loss. So we, we've lost to, to teams that are good, not that you want to lose to anybody. So I'm very proud of them for that.
3: Like I said, I definitely don't want to sound like a bad sign here, but I, I was there for two of them. And yeah. I will say they, if there is such a thing as a good loss, those weren't yeah. the cases yeah. in those, but on the flip side of that, you guys had two very big wins over the weekend in particular being Fremont, St. Joe and Riverdale. So what are some of the things that you saw as a whole from your team out of those two games?
6: Well, they played with a lot of energy, and we got—I uh, think—we got contributions from a lot of people in both those games, which is very important. Um, you knock on wood. You hope no one ever gets sick, no one ever gets hurt, whatever else. But these guys have bought in. You know, Tyler—we talked about Hayden a minute ago. You know, Tyler comes in plays D and busts his butt, and probably played a few more minutes over the weekend than he usually does, but bought into his position, defense hard all the time. You know, Chase is an energy guy. Um, had a great, great weekend, especially a great senior night. Had essentially a double-double for us and played hard and you know you don't know when you're going to need eight nine ten guys instead of seven or eight or nine that you usually play um and, and that makes those guys ready to go and the nice thing is this group right here minus our two sophomores um that's the group that has to get it done every night and i thought they all made great contributions these last couple of games this is the nwo orthopedics
2: sports auto here from the fricker studios classic hits 96 7 wbvi espn fourteen thirty am 105.7 fm WFOB Lance Morris, Matt Common, talking with Hope Well-Loud and head boys basketball coach Roger jury along with coaches Eric Brickman and Ryan Martinez. So we'll have the other coaches shift over to the microphones uh, as well. And they, even though I think one of them is a little hesitant, um, so we'll have uh, you guys talk. We, can, we only can do one question or two questions if you guys are just that nervous. But uh, I just want for you guys, uh, if you each have different roles, of course, uh, with the, the team. Kind of talk a little bit about what your role is, and either one of you can start, so one of you can feel free. <laughs> and you can also just each other uh, for I, the mics. I, you can I,
3: also I, just I, say pass. That's okay too. <laughs> just pass, pass to someone else. That's fine. Uh,
7: you know, all right, my my role being this year, my first year being on the varsity staff. You know, last about seven or eight years, I've done actually junior high at the Hobalowne. So all these youngsters that we are coaching right now, I have had had in the junior high program. You know, and I feel like I. A little bit of their, you know, coaching to their success, but no. My role basically right now is, you know, coaching the JV, getting them ready. Uh, We've had we're we're 14 and six right now, you know, with some six our six losses against really good teams. So, you know, it's been really good this year. One, making this varsity team a little bit better, you know, and the JV kids, you know, seeing what it's going to take to get to the next level. So.
3: I, I know you guys were fighting for the mic, so I'll, I'll try to <laughs> keep it just to one question here. For you. but I've always been curious because I, I was very much a, well, fluctuating between JV varsity during my playing days. So I I know the from a football perspective, the struggle of being ready, geared up Friday night, have to be on the bus 9 a.m. Saturday morning to drive an hour and a half to go do the other end of the game. Uh, what can you tell us about your JV squad overall, that the development you've seen and how confident you are going into? future seasons that they're going to be able to step up to the varsity level as well.
7: I feel very confident. I think a lot of kids on the JV team, you know, can step into the roles of, you know, Chase and Tyler that we're going to be missing next year, as well as a couple other ones taking that 10, 11, 12 spot and being able to contribute, you know, when needed, you know, especially the JV level. Everybody knows, I don't know how many, what kids I get for what each day. <laughs> exactly. I'm always talking to coach Brickman and coach Jerry and be like, all right, who do I get for what? And then have the game plan after that. So, But so far, it's been a great year. It's been fun, you know, and enjoying watching all these kids, you know, getting better each game.
3: Well, you know, on a side note, if you need someone, I think I still have a year of eligibility. I average a solid four points a season.
7: All right, we'll take you. We'll be good. Four fouls, a, <laughs>
3: four, four fouls a game, four points a season. Uh, so, it's, I, I think good average there. You're definitely going to be
2: used for just a
7: body to foul. It certainly sounds Hey, we play like, aggressive basketball. He gets all so we'll, we'll take the fouls. He's okay with it. <laughs> Thank
2: you. So, now we'll have uh, Coach Brickman step up to the mic. He also was uh, super-duper excited to hop on the mic. So, Coach, what is your? are you the defensive coach now? So, what is... What is uh, your role, and how do you make sure the guys are, you know, ready on that side of the ball?
5: Yeah, I help out with the defense. This is my third year. Um, Coach Barrier, you know, used to do our defense. Uh, he stepped down this year, and uh, you know, Coach Jerry was looking for someone, and I said, yeah, I, I like defense. I like coaching defense and football. Thought we'll give it a shot in basketball and see what happens. So. <laughs> Um, after the Calvert game, the the guys really I think we reassessed what we were doing. Uh, figured out we needed to get a better on defense, um, and they've really bought in. I'm very proud of you know what they, they, they go out there every night and they battle, right? And like we talked about, Tyler, he's accepted his role. Evans accepted his role, you know, as a help side guy. Um, Donnie's contesting people. You know, Carter gets after the point guard and, and causes havoc. Um, Blake is, you know, just super solid. He he's very fundamental and does a lot of things right. And Braylon, who's not here, but Braylon just he he does a little bit of everything. He gets in passing lanes, contests things, and boxes out. So it's it's been a really good team effort. Chase gets in there and got 12 boards the other night. So um, everyone does does a really really nice job. And we didn't mention Will, uh, but Will Will's a big body. Um, he's he's always in the middle, um, you know, showing length and and doing good things. So. Yeah, so far, good.
3: Uh, a quality mullet as well. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely quality mullet as well, top-tier stuff. But, uh, Coach, defensively, I, I was at that hopewell Cover game. I can definitely attest to it. It's been a night and day difference defensively with this squad since that game. And uh, I'll ask, I know you kind of touched on it a little bit, but how much of that is you guys seeing things, okay, maybe we can adjust this, maybe we can change this rotation, and more about just these guys just completely buying in. Cause it really seems like it was a full buy-in after that game.
5: And, and it was. Uh, we, we we were pretty upset after the Calvert game. They kind of physically pushed us around a little bit and uh, we decided that that wasn't going to happen again. Uh, that was pretty much our mindset. Uh, we started working some things individually and you know, emphasizing uh, more things. Backside and just, just focusing on little keys that we could pick up, and and they've all done that. Uh, and it's, it's, it's the players. I mean, obviously they've they've done a great job with it, and I, and we're super proud of them. And we they, we know we still got more work to do. We always we're never perfect, but um, they really accept it. They accept it, the you know, constructive criticism, and they go from there. So. And
3: super quick follow up: Which defense is easier to coach, football or basketball? <laughs> <laughs>
8: definitely football <laughs> definitely
5: football.
3: <laughs> yeah. you can tackle them in football yeah, it solves right. the problem <laughs>
2: that's right yeah, i agree <laughs> this is the nw orthopedic 3x sports auto here from the fricker studios lance morris matt common talking with hope well out and coaches roger jury along with ryan martinez and eric brickman so let's talk a little bit more about the guys that are all here let's start with the guy who's actually closest to you and evan crease and he's of course been a starter for you since he got uh, on the team, and I guess I guess we'll I guess we can do that. It's not gonna work visually because they can't see this, but the Evan actually shifted
3: over to coach, so now we can kind of I guess. I don't don't know that I frame it that way. Look, solid coaching leads to just without even thinking natural (laughs) instinct from the team. They're lining up. They're getting organized, just ready to get behind Coach Jury and let him sing their praises, of course.
2: So (laughs) we'll start with Evan, and he's been a starter since his freshman year. What more can you say about him and kind of what he helps bring to the team night in, night out?
6: He's he's one of the most athletic kids in the league, which I think is, you know, people watch one game, and, and you can definitely tell that. But he's bought in defensively. Um, He's become a really good passer. Uh, He does a lot of little things. I mean, he's a kid that if he wanted to be selfish, he can create his own shot because of his size and he could get a lot more shots than even he gets at a given time. But uh, I think he understands, at least in our program, the way we play and try to run through plays or whatever. He's done a wonderful job being, being a leader and understanding how to share the ball and share success across the board.
3: and and I have two part follow up why not more dunks makes it way more fun with more dunks Um, but really I think I'll answer for him and that he would dunk every time if he could (laughs) Uh, the genuine question though when, when you look at Evans development as he's gone from a freshman now to a junior is this kind of what you were expecting to see from him as he developed just it seems like it's been a very natural progression for him as he's gone on throughout the years well
6: in junior I was his injury and then he was injured early in his high school career too so we, we always saw the talent and whatever else I think he's even playing a little bit stronger this year and of course you know we do and I'm sure Kajos too we still hope he gets a little bit bigger and more physical because I still can imagine him believe it or not improving a lot um, just with strength and, and aggression toward the basket but yeah i, I really have like like he's he's accepted his role throughout as we said before I me mean, he did a little bit as a freshman he did more last year and this year he's one of the best players in the area and you know, he was first team all district the other day which our district 6 is really hard to get any awards in district 6 if you make second team or I'll mention like a couple of our other kids did that's fantastic but to be recognized as one of the best players in the district you know that's a tribute to him too so um I think so. But, of course, we always want even more. So I, I know he can improve, and you can only imagine how good he'll be if he improves more.
2: I guess we'll just rotate on down the line, and we can keep having guys step up, even though we're the only ones that will see that they're stepping up. All so, right, Hayden, so, you're up. So we'll have Hayden <laughs> step up now uh, with Coach as well. And obviously, as you mentioned, Hayden not able to play this year with his injury, but he's been a leader off the floor and been able to be still a key part of your team. Can you tell us a little bit more about what Hayden has done for you you know, this year and in the past years as well?
6: well? I could probably honestly talk about this kid for an hour. I tell my eighth grade students, which you know, we're usually pretty, you know, just like I am with these guys probably, I mean, I pretty much tell the eighth grade kids the way it is and the way, the way you should do things and work or whatever. He comes to my room a lot to pick up scouring ports and every time he comes in, I'll say, you guys realize that half the kids, more than half the kids, if they couldn't play, they wouldn't, they wouldn't come in, they wouldn't pick up scouring ports. I mean, I don't even know where to start to say the great things that he does. I mean, it's just natural leadership. The other night I've showed the video to my eighth grade kids. We're talking about ethos, pathos, and logos. I'm sure you guys know what that is. I'm not going to go into a lesson. (laughs) Of course I know uh, what ethos, pathos, and logos are. But we we actually showed him scoring the (laughs) basket, and we talked about the fact that, like, I didn't have to tell him to thank the other coach. You know, hopefully that's the thing that these guys see in our BLCs. Like, Like, a lot of times you would actually tell a kid, you better go thank the other coach. And I showed my eighth graders that, and I said, "This is what separates kids. You know, it doesn't matter separate separates you for a job someday. It separates for you whatever. Um, you know, I feel tremendously bad for him because, you know, we've had really good, pretty good teams forever. And, and when he was a freshman, he he would have played as a freshman. And I feel really bad that he didn't do that. We played one sophomore that year and a bunch of seniors, and he was good enough to play and really has played probably 20 some games out of the 90 he should have played for us and and still comes and does everything right i mean that's can't can't say enough about him
3: yeah that, hey million dollar question for me just how is the recovery going are you at 100 percent? you getting close to 100 how, percent? how are you feeling overall on that one
9: i would say i'm about 50 percent. it's going slow but i'm getting the job done
3: hey, that's what matters and it's it's progressing it's what is important you're going in the right direction yeah. so uh, hearing some of these things that uh Coach Jerry was just talking about it. Is that something that even when you're injured like this, it's you can still hang your hat on? It's that At the end of the day, I know I'm still putting in the work, even if it may not be on the floor, but just to know what's in the scouting report so I can help my team on Friday night. I can help them when it's game time, things like that.
9: Yeah, I mean, knowing the scouting report and everything definitely helps with the team, but just having a positive attitude also helps and having a smiling face supporting these guys. I mean, I love them, so...
3: Yeah, Aww. he he dropped our first L <laughs> or first love of these guys. That's nice.
2: Oh, <laughs> this is the NW Orthopedic Sports Out of Here from the Fricker Studios and Sports. Matt Common, talking with Roger Jury here on the show, and we'll have Hayden shift over. We'll have Carter shift up next. And I, I say this. Uh, hold
3: on, let me actually get to the other side uh, table here. <laughs> I've watched I, him play defense I, enough. I was gonna say. <laughs>
2: I, I say this as nicely as possible. <laughs> Carter seems like a terrible guy to play against. He seems super duper annoying, and that's—I say that as someone who hasn't actually had to play against him. So, what can you tell us about you know his defense, what he brings to your your team? Obviously, he can do some things on offense as well. Kind of what has that development development been like for him?
6: Well, first of all, he puts a lot of time in. He, he's he's there in the fall and summer and shoots. And actually, the crazy thing about this team, the other thing is, is like you talk about evan improving like it's hard for me to tell evan because he's athletic and 6-4 and takes a lot of shots you know that's his job for us but it's hard to tell who the very best player on this team could honestly be and i've told carter before if he really bought in 110 percent like he does i mean he's that close i mean he's not as tall as some of the other guys his ball handling is good you know we talk about sometimes maybe tries to do a little too much but he's quicker th- th- than quick right he, shoots, does, he doesn't have a smirk it. on his face at all. No, no, <laughs> shoots it really well. He knows. I mean, he's, he actually uses moves that are second, third level. That's the other thing kids don't understand. You can tell them all the time. Like, like he, You need two and three levels if you play in college. Sometimes in this level, you don't need four dribbles because you're playing something that's not quite as good. You need one dribble to be able to get past them, and, or you don't need to force your way through them or whatever else. And you know he's good about accepting that or whatever else, and they all want to get better. But really good shooter. Um, you know, he's up in quite a few of the stats statistically and stuff, um, works his butt off great kid and again like on a lot of teams would be one of the very best players you know some people look at the team and say he's probably your fifth best player but you know I don't look at them you guys know I'm different than whatever else and I'm old school and I'm, I don't care saying or whatever else but you know on given nights he's our best player on given nights each one of these guys are our best players they do their job and they do what they're supposed to do and I couldn't be more proud of how hard he plays and what we get out of him.
3: Uh, you being old school is exactly the reason you're here right now, Coach. Um, that's 100% the reason why you're here and brought, brought these young men in. And uh, I'll start by saying, Carter, I've seen about five or six of your games. You terrify me. Like, I, like I'm genuinely concerned for my well-being if it, like the de- defensive play is near the press area
1: trust me i'm a nice guy I-
3: i'm sure you are <laughs> i'm sure you're a lovely person but uh the the one thing i mean coach george just alluded to it like development of your game one of those things you've really started to develop is your three point shooting coming into this week you're at 37% on the season and man it's pretty good that's actually pretty darn good so what what has been the uh what's been the secret sauce for that one besides you know terrifying other opposing team's three-point shooters and gain their secrets from them, I suppose, mm. after you beat them up.
1: <laughs> uh, like coaches say, uh, just let that thing fly. <laughs> so. I, I've heard
3: that. It's been a lot more animated and very, very vocal, but I have heard that be said once or twice. Yep, that.
2: Fair enough. Fair enough. So let's keep keep on moving. And looks like uh, Chase is next, yeah. so we'll have... Uh, Chase step up and like you mentioned uh, Chase some of the other seniors not always getting all the playing time that they I'm sure would like to get but he's like you said for everybody they've accepts his role is able to do things when he is able to get on the floor. Another guy for you. What, what can you tell us about Chase and, you know, what he's brought to the team as well?
6: He definitely brings great energy. He's, he's naturally a tremendous rebounder as far as getting to the ball and touching the basketball, um, getting touches. Uh, the other night it was Evan when, when uh, he, he's able to time it. Uh, he, he's able to, to understand position and stuff. So great rebounder for us. Uh, doesn't look like a gigantic post player, but he's played post player most of his career and really plays, plays aggressively. Um, runs the floor as hard as he can you know there's always again like little things we talk about everyone's wanting to post up too far under the basket or whatever else and but that's good he's a good rebounder because he goes to get that but again it's another kid that be if he's seventh guy for us or eighth guy for us for six or seven of the teams in our area he'd be third fourth or fifth guy on that team it's just you know how much success do these guys want to understand where they're at on a given night because we're lucky to have a lot of guys that are really good we got really good juniors playing sophomores and juniors playing jv the coaches talked about that on some teams they'd probably get a chance to play varsity the teams they play on probably win eight to 12 games so the trade-off is that we have a chance to win a lot of games and do really well so they we accept that and, and like the team concept of the entire thing um, as coaches we talk about even though or old school or whatever, like after a game, that's one of the things you talk about first. Like you feel bad about, hey, this kid didn't play very much in the game. And believe it or not, and the great thing, like with our group now, we have tremendous parents. So for the most part, we don't get too many phone calls or, <laughs> or things like that. You know, first year or two, they feel you out. They check it out. But, you know, you know, they're, they're really good, and the kids are awesome. Um, they, they keep their heads up. They get ready to go. And probably sometimes, just like your kid, your own kids, like when they feel bad about something, you probably feel worse. Maybe than the kids even feel because we actually talk about that. You know, quite often, and did this kid get in the game or not get in the game, or how many minutes did he play? So, that's something we'd like to do. But Chase, like I said, brings energy. We we don't have any problem with him coming off the bench if he needs to play some post position for us. He's going to come in and work as hard as he possibly can.
3: And uh, Chase, I can obviously, I I I watch the sideline as well as much as I try to watch you know the rest of these troublemakers over there that are on the floor sometimes. And I got to tell you, one of the things that impressed me the most about you are always in it with the team. You're Animate. you're on the sideline cheering them on giving some advice i've heard you talk to some of the players in the huddle as well on the rare occasion that coach jury is not you know blowing a few blood vessels (laughs) as he's talking in the huddle as well but just can you speak a little bit on that of where you feel like maybe the role has changed where you're kind of helping some of these younger guys but at the same time still at the ready to jump out there and have a game where you have 12 rebounds like you did over the weekend
10: yeah, well, Coach says to always stay ready, so every time I go in the game, I'm just always got to be ready. <laughs> nice. And pushing them on and off the court, screaming at them when they're playing, it's just pushing them harder and getting them hyped up and ready to go.
3: Do, do you see a possible coaching future in your future as well?
10: I mean, some I'd be interested in, well, but maybe. You I don't might know. have
3: a new assistant. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Helping with recruiting right there That's for you, right. Coach. That's
2: right. <laughs> This is the NWO Orthopedic Sports Auto here from the Frickers Studios. Lance Morris, Matt Common, talking with Hopewell Out and head basketball coach Roger Jury, along with some of his guys. We'll talk to the players, uh, assuming they still want to talk after this. So uh, we'll talk with them a little bit later on. But we uh, now have Donovan Elmore stepping up to the microphone. And uh, I think uh, it's fair to say he certainly has it in his genes to be a very good basketball player, as we have seen over the years what can you tell us about you know the development we've seen from him because i remember you know last year getting in the games it's like okay what's what are we going to see from donovan tonight and then it's like oh okay he's starting to get a little more confident out there what can you tell us about what uh, what he brings to the team yeah
6: he's definitely grown in that capacity and the same as you ask about evan for can he do things better yeah i think he can do things better i mean right now he'll have a chance to play in college um I don't know what level for sure, same as Evan, depending on what sport he wants to go to because of their size and athleticism. Um, But he continues to do little things every night. Tonight, something irritated him. I watch my French so but something (laughs) irritated him in practice, and he actually demanded the ball louder than I've ever heard. Those are the little things when you know they're getting pretty good. Something irritated him. And he literally put two hands up and he screamed for the ball, which we've asked him to please do to demand it. And he actually took both shoulders and just put them right through somebody and went straight to the glass and scored. Because every once in a while, the, the thing with him is he's a combo kid. And he understands with his sister's recruitment and whatever else, if he goes to college, He may not be big enough to play post. And we try to do a lot of things with all our kids where they all dribble and they all do whatever just in case we get kids that can play. But you'll see that flashes of him trying to make those moves. And sometimes we actually say, I mean, I truly believe people might think you're crazy. He's actually one of our best passers. He's not one of our best dribblers yet. And sometimes those two things collide with each other. And we talk to him about just go strong every time. This kid's multi-skilled. He gets bigger and he gets stronger and he truly commits. You know, we have three or four kids who are all coming back. haven't even reached their potential if they want to get to their potential that's what's really really scary because they're going to grow into their bodies more and if they become better players they'll be unbelievable he's had some huge games right he's a capable double double guy there's not a lot of guys can go get double doubles like the one chase got the other day so so we're excited about that um and i think he knows deep down right that he wants to do as well as he possibly can, and and he's getting there. It's little, it's little steps at a time, and you know they were forced into some action when he was younger. He played, all, he played a lot last year. He played tons of minutes last year, and, and did a great job for you know a tall enough post player but he had to really work hard because he wasn't maybe as physical as other guys. So he learned a lot there. He's learned more now. He's blessed to play with a really good team um, and continues to get better. So again, it's another kid that, you know, not only is he really pretty good right now, he's honorable mention all district, which again, in our district, I mean, some kids don't get, get anything in our district. So it's pretty hard in district six to pick stuff up. So has done a great job and I think he'll be pretty good.
3: And. Uh- I'll definitely speak to this one, Donovan. Your passing game—you're about as fluid of a passer as I've seen for a big man in a long, long time. Actually, we're Evan's still in here, right? Yeah. <laughs> if he decides to play football, you're in trouble, quarterback. Just telling you right now It's just up the game a little bit because it's a very fluid passing motion. And I, I will ask because you do obviously with your sister Michaela playing at Clemson, I, the way you play your development college, obviously some level of that. Of basketball in your future uh, do you where do you see yourself actually playing potentially at the next level is it something like a combo guard is it maybe a perimeter guy do you still want to try and you know mix it up in the post a little bit it's because every time i watch you the the phrase that keeps coming to mind for me is finesse it, it's such a finesse style of play it's very smooth it's very fluid so hearing coach jury mentioned that you put both your shoulders into <laughs> some guy at practice today I'm like, well, I, I, I want to see that. that. That sounds great. <laughs> but I'm just curious, if you're looking ahead just a little bit to the next level, What, where do you potentially see yourself in that regard on the floor?
11: You know, I don't really have a problem like stepping out and trying to, like, get to the rim, but I would uh, have no problem going down low and banging with the bigger guy. There
6: we go. There we go. He answered that very efficiently for you. <laughs> he, he did. The, he, he left he his did. college recruiting completely open. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, so let, let, let's oh make God. let's make sure everyone knows that he'll play any position.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right so let's keep uh, let's keep things uh, moving. we'll have uh, I think Blake is next and uh, yeah so you have uh, Blake of course. Big shoes to fill kind of with uh, with Reed uh, graduating, with Blake kind of stepping into the lead guard role. What can you say about uh, how he's accepted that and what he's done for you so far?
6: Blake's uh, Coach Brickman said a little bit ago, Blake's done a tremendous job. He was a great defender for us last year. You know, like all kids you say, like when they want to be, and he's about 95% of the time that he wants to be a great defender. So he's done a really good, good job of that. Um, the other thing I try to tell people, and sometimes they think you're crazy until you, they put the shoes on, um, he was a great shooter for us the entire season last year, he's still a great shooter. When you play different positions and people don't understand the mental, physical wear, that's why I'm proud of him. I think he figured it out beginning of the year when he plays first six, eight, nine games playing at point guard at the varsity level, it's mental and physical. Yeah, I know he was frustrated. He thought he wasn't shooting well. I said, look, man, you don't you don't understand the stuff that he's gone through. I told the coaches the same thing. And now I think he's really grown up. I think he understands. I think he understands. Like, hey, man, last year I was able to catch some easy ones and sit here and be able to shoot that. And now I'm handling the ball. I'm defending the ball. I pass the ball. Right? All those kind of things. And he's really grown up as well. He was second team all district, which, our, you know, our area's low with guards. There's not a lot of big guys. We're lucky to have them. So when you get a bunch of guards, and I got two more, I mean, I mean, you talk about even Martinez and Nutter aren't here. To me, they're all league players, too. I mean, that's what's great. My first six, seven, eight guys, I think, are all all league and district. We talk to the coaches about who do we even put up, right? And, and that's what's nice because I think they all respect each other a lot. You know, he's done a great job. Point guards, like my sons, I think I told you before, when before they drove, like Jordan was the one who had bad luck because he had to drive home with me for two straight years after games. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes point guards and coaches lock heads because they're the same, right? Sometimes they – Pardon my French again. They irritate you. Okay, we'll, we'll keep it irritate. I was going to say and, irritate. Irritate's fine. That, Close, Close, I know, I know, I know. I was thinking the other one. But, <laughs> but you know, and he's the same way because that's who you talk to first. That's what you do whatever with. But but his maturity level, especially as a junior, and I haven't played point guard before, does a great job. We really hope that sometimes we can move him to the wing once in a while. Both Carter and Braylon can play so then he gets some of his shooting back. So I actually feel bad about that. We take a look at all the shots he had last year when he was open and, and wasn't quite as taxed doing the things that he did on the floor. And those things will come, and we're lucky enough to be able to put those guys at the point guard a little bit too. But but for him to do that and give it away, because I'm sure in the back of his mind coming in, every you got to have some good selfishness. So I'm sure he comes in thinking, I'll get 15 points a game or 16 points a game. He's got eight or nine last year or whatever when I come here and just shoot open jump shots all the time. And I think he it was mature, and a lot of kids can't handle that. Like a lot of kids would have been tremendously selfish and tried to find shots and ways to score, right? And he really bought into, you know, I think we've talked about, it. he's committed to, I'm not going to score as many points as probably thought he was but it's because he's mature enough to understand that, man, this is a different position, right, that, that I have to do whatever's best for the team, I have to give up energy, and I have to do these kind of things, communicate all the time. So, you know, I couldn't be more proud of that. That's our outlet as a coach. You only get a few timeouts a game. You know, if you don't feel like calling a timeout, let them figure it out. That's one of the first guys that's got to figure it out. Now, we're lucky enough to have guys like Hayden, who's on the floor, and Evan, who some teams, are other guys don't talk at all. i got a bunch of guys that talk, so we're lucky. But it's always that point guard's the first guy that'll do it.
3: And, uh, Coach, we're, we're going to have a version of the show after 10 p.m. where you can <laughs> yeah. or you can replace okay. irritated. Okay. We can, we okay. can translate Good. for you after that. But um, I, I'll actually say again, Blake, and I, I feel bad making these a little bit more of my perception of it just because I've seen you guys a lot more. I've been kind of following you guys around for the back half of this season with um, Tom and uh, One of the things that really stands out to me is the fact that you did change your game up significantly and that you actually are still producing rather significantly i mean you were averaging eight or nine points last year we have you at averaging 10 this year so you're still hitting double digits and you changed your game so uh, if you don't mind me asking what's one of the things that as the season's gone on has been the toughest transition from you from being more of a pick and pop kind of guy to i mean i see you attack the basket i see you go baseline i see you hit him from the elbow from the top of the key it's you, you seem to just at this point, it's just you're trying to make shots as opposed to just go wait for a shot to come to me. What, what's been the transition like for you in that regard?
12: Well, the hardest thing is, is now that I have the ball a lot, is a little more tiring, and I've understood that. I've had to step up in my role, and it always helps when you have great teammates who make shots. When you pass it, make your job easier, and it's just I understand as the point guard, i got to attack and help create shots for others.
3: Now on the flip side of that, as the point guard being the person holding on the ball the most, how many times is there a little voice in the back of your head saying, you can shoot it, it's okay, don't don't run the play, just just shoot it from here, it's fine.
12: <laughs> There's always that in there, but in reality, I know I have good teammates, so we want to get the best shot possible to have the best offense possible.
2: This is the NWO Orthopedic Sports Lotto here from the Fricker Studios. Classic, it's 96.7 WBVI, ESPN 1430 AM, 105.7 FM, WFOB, Lance Morris, Matt Common talking with Hopewell Loudon, head boys basketball coach Roger Dury talking about some of the guys on his team and I think is Tyler I think Tyler's the last one.
3: Well, they saved the best for last. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is oh yeah, uh, they did. This, this <laughs> is grade A style. Look at that. That just walks in here. I, this is one of the greatest tragedies that this is an audio <laughs> medium, and okay. not a video stadium. <laughs> hey, Matt,
2: you always complain that I don't give you enough oppor- opportunities. Go ahead and attempt to describe what he's wearing.
3: How can you? I mean, how do you? How do you define a comet? How do you describe like a shooting star kind of situation? Uh, it's what I can only assume is a Hawaiian style shirt. Yeah, like the same type of silk style shirt, quality sunglasses, and just... Which she was wearing when he walked in. As he the walked in. Had, the sun had already gone down. Significantly <laughs> has been set for a while now. But the sun never sets on Tyler. I mean, that's just how it rolls. So, but no, it's... You know, thank you for, for coming dressed appropriately <laughs> for this. This is fantastic. But um, I actually... Not, nothing against you, Coach Sherry, but I'm get, <laughs> going to go to the uh, fashion star here <laughs> on this one. as a uh, Tyler, something that always sticks out to me, you're one of those first guys off the bench, which most people that are not familiar with the game of basketball, they don't really think about, oh, someone's coming off the bench. I don't think anyone really understands how important that sixth or seventh man actually is. So, well, you had your coaches talking earlier about buying into that role. Mm-hmm. Did you... Think about players like Manny Ginobili, some of the big-name guys that have come through over the years, like uh, Crawford. I forget his first name. Jamal. Jamal Crawford, thank oh, you. Yeah. I mean, just Lou got... Lou Williams. Lou Williams There's is another one that comes to mind. The, these, these players that are massive contributors and key p- components of the team, but they're not starters. They come off the bench, but mm-hmm. they still play a big role. Is that is that something that you kind of reflected on as you really yeah. leaned into that six-man role?
8: Yeah, I mean, I think... I think as I've came along, I've sort of accepted my role more as before. So, I mean, it's it's been a like a pretty good experience, honestly. I mean, I've accepted it. I know I come in. I play defense to so the best ability I can. And then, I mean, from there on, I mean, just do my job. So, I mean, yeah, I would definitely say I look towards guys like Jamal Crawford and stuff like that. I mean, even like Pat Bev. I I love defense, and Pat Bev, as you know, is – i I, I, I
2: don't say this in an offensive way i think carter thinks
3: more like you know what here's i'm actually gonna double down on this i think the real problem that happens with this hopewell teams there's two pat bevs on the team because if you notice i did not readjust my seat when tyler came over. i'm staying on this Uh, i have watched tyler shut down people in their tracks in the middle of a hot streak it's it is uncanny i mean carter does it throughout the game and that's A testament to him but i've seen tyler come in cold off the bench and by the time he goes back on the sideline the player he was guarding their night is just shot it's (laughs) it's done they're not going to recover from it kind of thing so i i'll say the real problem here is there's two pat (laughs) beverly's I will say one dressed a little more NBA-ish tonight <laughs> than the other. Not going to name names. But, <laughs> uh, no, I, I've always been curious about that for that six-man mentality. It, it's yeah. it, it's kind of like a closer in baseball is how I've always assumed. It's got to be, you know, a little nuts. Because yeah. your, you're jumping yeah. into a game midstream yeah. and you're expected to give the same energy. So, just was curious what your thoughts were and how you've developed. And that's, I, I could, couldn't agree more with that. So, Coach, would you echo those sentiments
6: no i completely agree with that like we said before we we love all these kids and tyler's actually probably gotten away with more than anybody else at the beginning of the year he would always lead our and for most part has during the whole year would lead our sprints at the beginning of practice and lead this or whatever else had a great summer hit a game winner at summer camp one time everybody was going crazy um but but just does these things and he's a fashion guy so so when these guys wonder why like the other night, this dude actually wore green shoes. So I either, either, hey, either I'm getting really old or, I mean, yeah, people were coming out of the stands wait, and asking wait, me, wait, wait, how did somebody wait, wear on, green shoes on, on, on your team? on, time out. Yes.
2: You got to wear green shoes during the game.
6: Well, actually, actually, sometimes, believe it or not, I'm pretty concentrated toward the game. And one of the coaches told me, did you realize this dude's wearing green shoes? And I said, are you kidding me? So I waited till the game was over. And again, I'll try to... Try to paraphrase this or whatever, so we're talking after the win or whatever, and I said, it was and, and That's I, all I'm I said, Tyler, I said, do you honestly think I didn't see somebody wearing green shoes out there? I mean, I mean, come on, man. I said, this is the one time we're going to get what he had, a headband in practice one time nobody's ever got. It. This guy right here, partly because I know he's a fashion guy, and partly because I truly appreciate a senior that realizes, hey, man, i got to do what i got to do for the team. None of these guys are getting that. They're going to start running if they come in with that kind of stuff. They're going to say Tyler did that last year. Tyler did it three years ago. Guess what? There's not going to be another Tyler probably. So there you go. Okay, we did we did we did quell it though. Okay, yeah, it's like we yeah. said that was last time. Yeah. I think you understand. Okay, got through the yeah. game. Well, right? it, is that
3: the last time? Because okay, Coach Jerry said that's the last time, or is it the last time because there's a whole cadre of other colored shoes that are about to make a postseason appearance? Is uh, the million dollar
8: question? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I got I got quite the selection, so we'll we'll have to see. Yeah, she does. I was gonna say he's a, he's a I have some guy.
2: for you, but I doubt you were size 14.
3: So. <laughs> Why? Uh, well, you don't need to bring up your shoe collection right now. I know you feel it intimidated. It used
2: to be, it used to be really cool, but that's that's beside the point. It,
3: I, I, I mean, having look, a, having a house and stuff, We are in I, the presence of shoes. a true fashion master. Like <laughs> after this is all done, like stick around because I look like a homeless person <laughs> half the time, and we probably need to fix that. <laughs> so,
6: no, the uh, other thing is good for all our kids to hear and be able to see with Tyler, being my eighth graders. I'm just trying to, you know, give them real world examples or whatever. I mean, honestly, with this many kids coming back it, on paper with, with Chase and Tyler playing JV, but practice was last year, they had to have the right attitude to play. We bring all these guys back again next year, and I got kids I love. We got a lot of kids. We have a freshman team again for the eighth straight year, a full team playing tonight at Riverdale. They're supposed to call in and let us know if they won. You know hopefully they will in a Riverdale tournament. We got a large JV team that coach it does a great job getting those guys in. We have unbelievable coaches that, that help us keep all those kids in and, and big numbers. and we got the same thing again next year, like coaches said, like we love all these guys, and man, there's, there's not many positions. That's a nice thing to have, but also it's a tough thing to have. Because we got, we got a full JV team. We got a full freshman team. And when you see kids like that come out and accept their roles and take the minutes that are available, because there's not a lot of minutes when you have a good team coming back, you know that, that just says a lot about the kids that we have, and the parents we have, the school we have, which we truly appreciate all those things.
2: Last thing I got for you, and we talked a little bit about this uh, before we went on the air, the, the district you guys have this year. Yeah. My gosh. like It is loaded from top to bottom, Mohawk at the top. You guys are the two. Old Fort right behind you. Calvert right there as well. Arlington's the five seed, and Arlington can play with just about everybody I've seen this year. New Regal's at six. Van Loo's at seven, and those two are actually going to play in the first round. This district, it's I guess it's not a question, but it's just, my gosh, why is this district so loaded?
6: No, it's unbelievable good. A lot of times the Willard one has five or six really good teams, and they have two or three really good teams, and after that... You know, maybe some. And we have five really good teams. And as we talked about before we got in here, when you have a kid that can le- legitimately score 40 points a game, and the Clever Kid's one of the best kids around. I mean, he, he can shoot it. He can dribble it. He doesn't have a deep team. But when you have a kid, that's a great thing these guys have learned. I mean, any varsity basketball team can beat you on any night. There's a, let's say there's a couple that can't. But most varsity teams have at least a kid. I go back to the Bettsville, to Wyant, before you guys were even around. When Bettsville still the team, they had the Wyant kids. I, pl- I, I Wyatt? played against Betts. They, they could beat you on a given yeah. night, even if you had a deeper team. If he played a great game, or we're um,
3: gonna hold up. I may be an old man, but Bettsville actually had a team. Yes, they did.
6: <laughs> wow. Yes. How is it? I know you did not Look, baby. I drive. Right.
3: I drive through that town. There's exactly one and a half stoplights. I say half because the one doesn't usually work.
6: <laughs> <laughs> so
3: it's. I mean, that's that's part of my. Now it's part old Fort. Root. Now it's part of old Fort. Now. Is it part of old? And that was a okay. hard
6: consolidation for all those people because they were pretty prideful and all yeah, that kind I, I of stuff. I can
3: imagine. But, my goodness.
6: Yeah. Yeah, so if you go down that number with Cluffer, I mean, you don't want to play Cluffer. I mean, you think, like, if we only score 50 one night and that kid throws in 43 and the rest of our team scores 10, you're in a game with them. You know I mean? you got to do things right or whatever else I could do against any varsity team. But Arlington, you know, probably playing old for it. I mean, probably. I mean, that's unbelievable. It's like we talked about before. Yeah. Those two teams are one of the five or six teams are good enough to play in the district final. So And they're playing in the sectional final. It says a lot about it. Um, you know, New Regal South—they're right behind our in Our league, and you know, they're going to go through and maybe play Calvert, or you know, they got to play Van Loo first, like you said. I mean, it's just—it's amazing. So, um, it, it's both good and bad. It makes you better, you know. what I mean, but, but it also—it also, it also k- keeps you prepared and keeps you focused. I don't think you can overlook anybody, which is a good thing, also.
3: I mean, I was just going to say, I, I may be biased, but really, the number two seed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> really. <laughs> I may be biased, but right, right. Um, uh, I, I don't want to provide any potential locker room material or anything right. like that. But really? The number right. two seed? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fair. <laughs> okay.
2: This has been Hopeful out in Head Boys basketball coach, Roger Dury. Coach, thank you once again for taking the time to talk with us. Good luck on Friday and the rest of the postseason.
6: Thank you. For, hey, guys, I, say my, I just want to say a couple of things. My coaches, like I said before, do a great job. These two guys are awesome. Um, instead of mentioning all the coaches, this includes the kids too. Our third-grade team, we played have two third-grade grade teams at Ridgedale. Uh, Coach Snyder and Coach Dahr do a great job with them. They're 14-2 combined. Our, our fourth-grade team with Coach Humphrey was 11-7. and seven. Now, some of these guys have an ABC team, depending on how many kids we have, so that's why the numbers – I'm not just making up numbers. One team has 11 games. <laughs> One team has 21. Our fifth-grade is 21-5 with three different teams. And Coach Brickman has the kind of people we have. Like, he not only coaches for me – Right, which sometimes is maybe demanding or whatever. He goes and coaches the youth team. He's working on stuff all the time. He does the right. Plus, we got parents who do the right thing for their kids. Those are two of the best parents that that you could possibly have. Which usually then is better for coaching and better for your kids. So he coaches 21 and five. Our sixth grade was seven and four. Of course, they just had one team, as you can tell. Um, our seventh grade was 14 and three. And honestly, when the year started, I wasn't sure. Like we have all these kids. It, to me, when I think of ranking all the teams. That they were, I don't know where they're going to fall. Probably not at the top end. And they were fourteen and three, and lost in the semifinals, which I was so proud of. Those coach Roomslag's been with coach Martinez forever. Did an unbelievable job. Our eighth grade was fourteen and four, which they beat two teams that that they have struggled with in the past to win a championship. We got really good talent in that class with some big kids. They're in my eighth grade classes right now. They're also the top students in the class, like these guys. and that's one of the reasons we win. I don't necessarily mean they get the highest test score every single time. They all get A's, but they answer questions. They do their work on time. They show up so I know what they're going to be like when I coach them. We're lucky enough to have guys like that also coach junior high sports. They coach junior high football so they get guys going and and people know what to do and what's expected. Um, Our freshman team play nights 13-4, and so hopefully they're 14-4 and and won their game. And If they win tonight, they'll play in the championship in the Riverdale tournament Saturday. Um, JVs are 14-6, 11-4 in the league, so we think they're second. They might be third. BBC used to put out the whole thing, but that's one thing I wish I, I got to mention. I say every year <laughs> I will, so you can't really see the JV records. But that was nice yeah. about BBC stats. You mm-hmm. can see it. So I know they're they're third at worst, but they're probably second. Um, our varsity is 17-4. It's these guys and in 13-2, and which – which we'll take, and and we know that we're good enough to beat, you know, split with the two, two of the teams that beat us, and we know we're good enough to get the other ones that, that got after us. And, you know, you make mistakes. You say one mistake about Evan, like, to, to be able to grow up, he, he had a frustration foul the other night. We do not want him out of the game. I think he played six minutes in one of our games. That's not an excuse. That's a fact. I tell my my students the same thing. As there's no excuses. There's facts. Done with it. It's over. We lost the game. We won the game. Who cares? But, but that was a fact that he was only out there for a short period of time, and, you know, we haven't talked much about that either. A couple of them have actually told me things, which I'm aware of, but they've told me things like, you know, and now it's the last game of the year. So Evan told me a while ago, hey, you know, 18 wins is the most ever in a regular season. And I knew that, but I to keep it quiet. So we have a chance <laughs> to do that. We got one game, so now we can talk about we got a chance and, and got a chance to, to get a piece of the league championship or keep it, or if, if things fall the right way, be the only one. But we got to play one game. You mean know, you got to go play St. Mary's, and Coach Sicoli does a great job up there. So we got to be ready to play Friday.
3: And I was, I was first of all, kind of concerned what your homework policy would be with your <laughs> students. Like, uh, is is it gassers? Is it ladders? Like, what, what is, what is it if they don't turn it's it called, in on time?
2: In basketball, Matt, it's called suicide.
3: I'm sorry. Is it? Is it suicides? Is it? Or at least it used to be. Maybe the names changed. I'm not sure. I don't
6: know. But no, for- actually, actually, ironically, my eighth grade kids are awesome. They come in. I, you know, junior high, especially, oh, supposed to be terrible years. And you always hear a couple of horror stories here or there, or whatever, <laughs> about guys coming in. But like, like they, they literally, it's like the team. I mean, by the by the mid part of the year, whatever. I mean, they're all bought in. I love those guys. They, they do some serious stuff. You can ask those guys. I mean, they come in and. Jordan Reed's uh, roommate came down because they had college kids speak one time, so they walked in my class for about two minutes, and the guy said, I don't know if I could pass your class now in eighth grade. So, <laughs> but but, but they, they work hard, and they get after it, and they, they do a great job, so I love teaching the eighth grade kids also. So if any of those guys are listening. Actually, a couple of them ask about it. They heard it on the radio, so I bet a couple of them are. So, you know, hope your homework's all done, ready to go, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. If it's not... If was not,
3: I'm scared uh, we, for it, yeah. he's, what's important is he still hasn't said what the punishment is. <laughs> but yeah, because they will change it up. That's what I'm saying. Just, just I want the record to show he switched it up and gave a very, very lovely answer. He did not express what it actually is.
2: Uh, with that, we'll step aside for a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll talk to some of the players from this Hopewell Loudon squad here on the NWO Orthopedics Sports Auto from the Fricker Studios.
0: Think you can't qualify for a car loan because of your past credit, bankruptcy, divorce, even repossessions, and charge-offs? Well, think again and turn the corner to Warner. Warner Buick GMC can help you find the money you need for a car. Call 419-423-7161. That's 419-423-7161. Or apply online at warnerbuickgmc.com. Let Warner help you get a car today. For price, selection, and service, Warner won't
7: be beat. We know what it takes. We've done it all. At 5 Star Maintenance and Construction, we built our crew on the foundation of dedication, hard work, and pride. Pride in a job well done that exceeds our clients' expectations and is executed with precision from start to finish. Welcome to 5 Star Maintenance and Construction. We have been a leader in the industry of property preservation and construction management in Northwest Ohio. Each division of 5 Star has a seasoned team to tackle even the most challenging property preservation and a dedicated on-site property manager for each property. 5 Star Maintenance. We know what it takes.
4: Hello, I am Pam Hamlin, and I serve as the proud director of Millstream Career Center in Finley. Millstream is a great place to help junior and senior high school students decide what they want to do after high school graduation. Let us help save time and money by signing up for one of our 14 programs. Students can ask their counselor to take the career assessment that will match interests with aptitude. Have a plan and discover your career pathway before you graduate. Your opportunity awaits.
0: It's cash for cars at Warner Economy Corner in Findlay. Not much has changed with the shortage of good quality used cars, but Warner Economy Corner is looking to buy. At the corner of Blanchard and Blanchard, Warner Economy Corner is paying cash for cars. Bring your vehicle down to the guys at Warner Economy Corner and go home with cash in hand. Warner Economy Corner is buying cars and making deals. Open daily Monday through Friday.
2: Back we are here on the NWO Orthopedics Sports what Auto. What? That? What do you mean? What? I, 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 We had to get back on the air. Yeah, c- let them the come everybody back was it it? We talk. That's I what we want, do. I didn't want anybody to say anything. They didn't want to go over the air.
3: I think that's fair. Hold on. Is it after ten o'clock yet? No. Oh, then never mind. Yeah. Shush. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: that's <laughs> worse matt Cottman t- just got done talking with hope well Out and head boys basketball coach roger jury now we are pleased to have some of the players step over and talk a little bit more in depth with us as i guess we're doing it in shifts again so we have currently tyler evan and donovan over near the microphones hayden is just outside i guess looking in if he wants to join he can it's all again everybody who wants to talk and talk if you don't want to talk that is up to you as well.
3: Can I say how much I appreciate that they just naturally figured out? Okay, we're going groups. This group goes first. Everyone gets settled in. Like the whole time during the commercial break, usually it's pandemonium. Nope, they were lined up, ready to roll as soon as we got going. It was great. So let's uh, let's. We've already
2: talked. I mean, we've already talked to most of these guys at least a little bit tonight. So let's just go right into uh, some of the things for for these guys. You know, just overall looking at stuff. So we'll start with uh, whoever wants to talk again. We'll go in the broad sense. Favorite game you guys have ever played in could be when you were like this tall, I say as I'm holding up a very short length of something for the people that can't see you us. are You
3: are aware this is audio. That's medium, why I right? – ex- that's why uh,
2: – uh, anyway. <laughs> Favorite basketball game you guys have played in at any level, whether it was just, you know, I hit a game winner or you won by 80 or whatever it might be. Where, where would you guys go for your favorite game you've ever been a part of?
13: Uh, my favorite game would be um, eighth-grade championship game.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who'd you beat?
13: Uh, old Fort in overtime. Yeah, it's a good game. They were and
3: undefeated, overtime. so it was a big game. Very nice. I'd okay. say that qualifies, yeah. yeah. That, that definitely qualifies for me. Now, what when you look back to some of your greatest moments, I'll, I'll go ahead and ask – Evan, this Donovan, I'll ask you as well. Tyler, I'm sorry. This next question, but um, favorite dunk that you guys have had so far? Like I said, Tyler, I'm sorry.
13: (laughs) Um, My last one was pretty good from uh, Alley Oop from Braylon. And yeah, basically all the Alley Oops are my
3: favorite
11: ones, probably. Okay.
3: Solid choice. I I personally have one from you. It was in, in a game I was at, but we'll get to that here in a second.
11: Uh, you know, mine's pretty recent. I have to say, uh, the Riverdale game, um, nice off the backboard throw from Carter Yarbrough himself. You know, I just we've tried so many times to just get it, and just finally getting that just felt good.
3: So, you have had
11: some really solid ones. I'll be
3: honest, <laughs> Evan. For you, it would actually be opening weekend of the season when you threw it off the backboard yourself. It was, or it was either like a rebound or something like that. It was like in the third quarter, but it was a phenomenal dunk. I wish I could have Lance pod up the audio for it. Had you prepared me, I maybe could. Oh have. no, there's no reason to. The equipment didn't work, oh, so man. that got lost to the ether. <laughs> it's just it's turning into a like a fish story. It's like start as a good dunk. Soon it's gonna be he bounced it off of the scoreboard and was able to catch it mid air. You can go recreate You're in the
2: other studio when we're done if you
3: want. No, there's absolutely no reason for me to try and recreate it. It's there. It was a it was a moment in time, but. Um, uh, that was that was a good one too. Donovan, you've had some solid ones. And I mean, Tyler, what was your favorite dunk out of those two? <laughs> that's
8: a, um, I don't. I think um, Lakota game actually. I got a steal, and I was actually going to get the ball myself to try and dunk, but I, I let Don get it because I'm a nice person. Well, you are. you yeah. it, yeah.
3: You care about the team. That's what yeah. matters. Yeah. So I, I'll ask you a, a different version of this. Obviously. You are very tenacious defender. You definitely helped out the past game. Have you had a particular night defensively where you're just looking back and be like, God, I just beat the living daylights <laughs> out of that kid all
8: night? I would definitely say um, the night we played Faustoria was amazing.
2: I, I think uh, Donovan every, might have predicted that. So <laughs> every there we go. second of that game, I
8: loved playing. It was amazing. I mean, there were some really good guys on that team, and, I mean, it was a tough game, honestly. So I mean we came in prepared and I mean at the end we we did pretty good we definitely exceeded our expectations for that game so I mean Very good game. Really good guys on the other team. So, yeah, I really love that game. That was a very fun one to watch. I'm not going (laughs) to lie.
3: This guy over here sent me to that game. (laughs) We were covering it. You're welcome. Yeah, thank you, by the way. Uh, My color commentator, Tom Grind, actually the former principal at Fostoria, he was having none of it. I, on the other (laughs) hand, was just relishing every moment of that game. It was a very fun game to watch. (laughs) But it is your turn, by the way. Is it? Yes.
2: Well, I don't think uh, Hayden didn't get to answer.
3: Oh, Hayden, yeah. what's I, I'm, I'm fascinated for uh, – I'm going to throw a caveat in. <laughs> you can throw in your favorite football game as well.
9: Ooh, my favorite football game would definitely when we be when we won the regional championship versus LCC last year.
3: Wow. You got to see that too. I did get to see that. Thank you again. You're welcome. That was, that was very fun. That was a good game i was just happy that you beat lcc like i'll be honest with you it's that there's a small list of teams in the area that just our broadcast season goes to die when anyone out here plays them like Mary local lcc was, I was on that say, list.
2: those are those are pretty much it
3: well any of like Coldwater, throw them in the mix well, too yeah. teams like that but well, watching you guys just beat up on lcc oh on, oh, so good They're so good so solid choice
2: uh, so we'll uh, we'll ask uh, ask another one for these guys. Uh, what is uh, who are some of your favorite players to watch? Whether it's at the pro level, maybe they're in college, or maybe there's somebody that played at Hopewell before you guys. Who are some of uh, the guys you uh, really enjoy watching? For uh, for maybe maybe it's about how you play, or just enjoy watching in general. Who are who are some of the guys you guys enjoy watching? And nobody's running to the microphone, which is why yeah, I there's Michael
9: Jordan for sure.
2: There you go.
3: Jordan. Okay. Hayden. Hayden went with Jordan. A follow up. <laughs> a follow up. Jordan or Jordan or LeBron. Jordan. Okay. Very emphatic on that, by the way. Donovan has some thoughts about it. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Athletically, LeBron,
9: but Jordan. Yeah. It's Jordan.
3: He had
2: the scoring title. So.
9: <laughs> it's not all about scoring. <laughs>
3: it's not all about scoring. Okay. So we have a Jordan. Uh, LeBron has to be up there. That I'm guessing.
11: I'd say just to watch. I like watching Giannis a lot. Just him, just getting one dribble, just going through the lane, just punching yes. on someone is so, so fun to watch.
3: Nah, I, I totally missed on that one. I thought he was gonna be a huge bust. <laughs> that's another. That's another one. That's right up there with my Joe Burrow prediction uh, there, Lance. Yeah, a little we'll bit. But um, okay. So Giannis, Jordan. All right, Evan, your turn. No pressure.
13: Malachi Branham. I have to. Um, from Ohio State.
3: From, and now they're breaking from Ohio stuff. Ohio State last year. <laughs>
13: um, and when Aaron Kraft played, I love watching Aaron Kraft. That was a good one. Mm.
3: And then your turn there, Tyler. Um, you gave but, us some good ones already yeah, earlier, yeah, but I, I I'm curious say, who your actual favorite is, not just who you watch um, position wise.
8: Favorite to watch, honestly, probably Kyrie. I would, I would say. I mean, also, also the glove. <laughs> Garrett okay. Ian, I that love, is I
3: love watching that, guy. that is vintage. Uh, i say, hold that—that's a deep cut. Hold <laughs> up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
8: Okay. But I mean, I I love defensive guys, so I mean, I I love watching, going back and watching their films and stuff like that. Very so. nice. I mean, even like going back to like even high school, like people like Caden Hoover, I would say, I definitely model my game after because he was like the prime definition of go out there, do your job, and do it good. I mean. I can't give him enough credit for what he's helped me do personally. So yeah,
3: definitely on that one. Now with you guys here, coach is on the other end of the room, so you are safe when I ask this well, question. Safe-ish, but safe-ish. I, I don't know what his speed is at this point, but he is by the only exit door as well. That's worth noting. Nice. So, two-parter can either be funny story. Or your favorite coach jury blow up that has occurred. That you can say on air. It's <laughs> very important you can say on air.
2: <laughs> and we already got one, can't say that. <laughs> oh, oh,
13: oh. One thing I can say after we beat St. Mary's my freshman year at St. Mary's, he started dancing in the locker room. I never thought I'd see that. I haven't seen it
3: since. <laughs> Wait, okay, timeout. Coach? <laughs> You you danced in the locker room, something like that. Do we remember the dance? Do we remember what it was in particular?
13: I I (laughs) do not remember. Yeah,
3: (laughs) a lot of a lot of fist pump, like this this move right here, kind (laughs) of like the lawnmower. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so apparently Coach Jury dances that rattles me to my core. (laughs) All right, so any any other contestants? They're thinking very hard about this. Coach, how many of these things are that they're going through or can't be said on air?
8: <laughs> oh my. So um my I thought something
3: year. funny, but I don't know I if
8: it's
2: something you can I, say. I, yeah.
8: I can't say anything. <laughs> oh yeah. So my sophomore year actually, um I was on uh J V and we were we we're playing against varsity. We we're running through like a play that the other team. I assume had. this is
2: a practice. Yeah.
8: And so I I forgot a shirt before practice and I had a button up at the time. So I went into practice with a button up on under my under my practice stuff. And so we ran this play. I didn't know the position, so I, I completely forgot it. And I got taken out and maybe the worst rip I've ever gotten from our old defensive coach. It was hilarious. To this day. I still I still can
3: remember it. So ho- hold up, you were in a you were in a button down shirt <laughs> yes. at yes. practice. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. are, now now are we talking like one of these, like current button-down shirts, like with the silk where it's nice and airy oh. and comfortable, or are we talking <laughs> like business casual, oh, just missing the tie oh. and the briefcase kind no, of thing? It was
8: like it was like a vacation. It was sort of like more of like a cotton shirt, so okay. it was more breathable, but yeah. It's still it was, a
3: button-down shirt on yeah, a basketball court. Okay. Very
8: strong fashion statement that, by far. <laughs> he had to have I'm, left I'm an not, impression. I'm not
3: surprised. a fashion statement. <laughs> I'm really not. But that does not surprise no. me in the least.
2: <laughs> and then uh, last one uh, for you guys, uh, just for Tyler and Hayden, as you guys are seniors, what are the uh, future plans? Is it school? Is it work? Is it something else? What is uh, What is on the docket for you guys?
9: I'm planning on going to Ohio State and majoring in the sports industry and hopefully to pursue a student assistant job with the football team. I'm able to do that.
3: Nice.
8: Um, I'm planning to go to Cincinnati, actually, for no shocker fashion design. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm hoping to do that. Um, hopefully, like, get a degree and work somewhere like Louis Vuitton or something, be like a creative director. Like, I don't know, like, recently Pharrell got creative director at Louis Vuitton, and one of the guys I look for like up to for like fashion and whatnot. So definitely something like that.
3: I, I mean, before we let you forego, I just, I'm guessing. Is there anyone that doubts that he's going to be a creative director at some point in the near <laughs> no. future? Right. Like, I'm <laughs> not even sure he's going to have to finish college on that one before <laughs> he lands that it's the style is on point. It is absolutely spot on, but okay. So very nice. And then um, obviously Donovan, Evan, not seniors. But is there some – are you starting to have discussions with schools yet? Are you starting to look at the next step? Maybe going forward, what's going to look like? Where you might be going? Is any of it Heidelberg? Just asking out loud, asking <laughs> for a friend. Since Coach Jury's children betrayed me. Um, <laughs> has there been any, te- any schools or programs that have stood out so far that maybe you've talked to already that are potential? Or are you still kind of feeling it out and seeing where things are going to go going in the next season?
13: I'm more planning on going to college for track, so I'm more looking at colleges right now for track, but in terms of that Finley right now would be my top one.
11: Okay. You know, I don't really have anything, like, right now, but, you know, looking forward to a good AAU season coming up. Hopefully get some coaches out there to talk to or just a look would be nice.
2: All right. Thank you for for coming and talking with us, and we'll have a little bit of a quick line change, and we'll have uh, – Everybody else, I don't know how. Ron Sport. I was gonna say I don't know how. Ron Sport. I'm aware. It's mind
3: changes are hockey, sir. This is basketball.
2: Thank you, thank you for the update. And uh, so now we'll have you guys shift over. We'll let the other guys. I don't know how eager they are to talk, but I guess we will. uh, They they did seem very keen on letting these four go ahead of them. Well, I know we at least have Carter, so I know he's. I know he wants to talk. So I guess we'll see just how much uh, everybody else wants to talk.
3: All right, so I I guess I'll start. I'll on let this you go one. first. Um, I'll start with the same question that I had that led to a lot of laughter and a lot of no, can't say that. Same question to you guys, Coach Jury. Obviously, we have that he can dance. We have Tyler wearing a button-down shirt sophomore year, and a few others. I I think Evans coming in with one here, but any particular stories that stand out or blow-ups or anything like that. Carter's just shaking his head like hard no, <laughs> just not answering this. Yes. Hard pass.
12: Uh, one of my memories I remember is we go to this camp every year called Eastern Ohio. Whoa. Whoa.
3: Uh-oh. It's... Okay. This got, an, uh, this got a reaction from the crowd. I,
12: I am all ears. We play basketball for an entire day nonstop, and it was 8 o'clock in the morning, I believe, and we're playing Dover, a okay. giant school on an outside court. And it's a close game. We're playing pretty well, and we're a battle. And at one point, uh, one of our younger guards didn't call a play, and Coach Jury paused the game <laughs> and threw the ball to the other team. <laughs> so we were in a battle and just lost a possession. That was a memory I remember pretty well.
3: That's that's fantastic. <laughs> is, absolutely- is, that, is that
2: player who didn't call a play? are they in this room?
3: Uh, no, they're not. Okay. So Want to make sure it, it follow up to that follow up was that player that did not call the play? Is there any chance there's direct relation to Coach Jury?
12: No. <laughs> that's okay, there's <It> not. <laughs>
3: well, if it was over this past summer, it couldn't have been. So I thought you said a couple summers ago. That, that's on me. I did hear that part. My apologies, my bad on that one, <laughs> but okay, that, that's a good one. That, that's a solid story. We've got some good, Coach, some very good stories about you so far. No no bad ones. This is great. <laughs> well,
2: I think the bad ones I think the people maybe decided they couldn't say is part of it too.
3: Well it's I mean, we'll see how long we can drag this out, but we might be able to get to ten <laughs> so we could get those as well. But
2: So we'll uh we'll transition. I'll ask you the same thing I asked those guys. Favorite game you guys have been a part of could be this year, could be when you were first year playing, somewhere in between. A uh, favorite guy favorite basketball game you guys have been a part of where would you guys go?
12: I'll start, and it's a pretty broad answer, but anytime we play calvador Old 4 just fun game. I know all those kids, and it's just a great game to battle against good teams.
3: So with how close all those schools are together, I've always been curious about this. How intense is the actual rivalry versus you just all know each other and just everyone wants to one-up one-hour because we, everybody knows each other kind of situation?
12: It's a mix of everything. You know what I mean? We all know the kids, so you always want to beat somebody. Half the in time, LA. some of
2: you are related, so that plays a role too.
12: <laughs> and they're just always great teams to battle out against. Okay. Uh,
1: well, me personally, it has to be all the battles against Faustoria <laughs> because I got family members on that side, so whenever they show up, it's just ten times better.
3: I would say, this is very personal about Faustoria. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it gets like that. I I respect that. I get it. (laughs) Yeah. And then Chase, for yourself?
10: Probably just all the games against Calvert. Just the atmosphere. It's great to be in. It's fun.
3: Very nice. And then um, I'll ask not the same question of, oh, who's your favorite NBA player?
2: Sorry.
3: What? It's just trying to mix it up a little bit. Could have just done that. Well, I wanted to call it out that I was going to do it first. I can turn your mic off. You can. You do have that power, but I don't think you're going to do it on me, I believe. But here's my question. Between the three of you, there's a three, there's a group of three, and a group of four, and if he did turn your off, off you did turn off, you're a terrible person for doing that. They laugh. That's what I was going for. I was going for laughs. So you're entertaining the seven compared to the everyone out there. You know what? I, I was going to ask you a question. Never mind. I'm just going to keep it to myself. No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, Who do you think out of Everyone in here, who would you want to try and go against for a one on one? Best to, first to five wins.
1: <clears throat> I have a very good story about that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no! Oh, today, man. Okay. Today we're working on one on ones. Well, sort of. Mostly that like ball handling, bringing up the ball, stuff like that. Evan, of course, is guarding me. I, I like that. I like him guarding me because you know what? It's, it's good competition. Mm-hmm. I, I hit him with a cross move. Cross move. He went. <laughs> I put him to sleep. I put him to sleep. It, it was a did, good bedtime story. The, the
2: million dollar question: Did you make the shot afterwards?
1: Uh, we weren't making shots. It, it was just bringing. It was just going side to side. You know. Because you know
2: that's what they say about the
3: crossover. It only counts if you then make the shot. Well. But if you weren't shooting, then. I was yeah. say if if it's a drill by design and not shoot, I mean that's. Did I, did anyone get it on tape?
1: no but oh, do, the, do, old, do, the whole do, gym uh, went crazy okay so the, so there, there's oh, enough witnesses
3: yeah. in here you yeah. can testify yeah. to that yeah. this actually yeah. happened yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, now the real question <laughs> 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 I said, coach jury asked if Angela's he doctorate. had to go to the chiropractor afterward <laughs> so now the real question <laughs> on that one is when he did fall down. Did he just go down, or was it like the full Charlie Brown, like the legs kick out from under him? Oh, yeah. Oh, for, yeah. for a brief moment, oh, yeah. he's flying, and then he hits the ground.
1: I, I brought the, the pillow over, the did... blanket. Just... Oh, oh, my God. Oh, man. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we
3: were. Uh, I didn't know it was gonna go that hard. But hard, hard. I didn't okay, either. I, I thought it was a very lighthearted question. I I think it could there, have been. I, I think now there's a been. blood feud between Carter and Evan that's gonna happen in practice. But, okay. Um. Okay. Wait. I'm gonna have to. I'll, I'm interrupting
2: briefly. Evan, you can come back to the microphone for a moment. Have you gotten your revenge?
13: Um. No. Not you. I haven't gone against him since then. But I will. I'll okay. okay. I,
2: I, I, I say that to say. I, I, the the real question I was asking is have you dunked on him yet? Yeah.
13: B- Blake yet. knew where I was going. He won't jump with me. So.
2: Oh, oh wow. You guys are on the same team. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> okay.
3: So anyway, who's your favorite NBA player? <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh man. All right. I get Blake. You're up. I guess let let's just start the. Uh, I don't know if you can follow that up. I, I, I don't. I don't, follow it up, I don't know how like, to follow that, but I mean. I believe in you. (laughs) So, we going to uh,
12: NBA player? Is that what you asked? You can go NBA
3: (laughs) after how intense that got. You can go NBA player. That's fine. Or if there's someone in here you have a good one-on-one story against, by all means, share it. I'll I'll just
12: get away from that topic and we'll talk NBA players. Make sure our team chemistry is still good by the end of this interview. Look at the team
3: player here.
2: Almost like he's the point guard. Exactly.
12: Uh, Well, my. More present-day guy, but a couple years ago I, I enjoyed watching Russell Westbrook, just the energy he played with. And the old-school guy was the hick from French Lick, there Larry's is. legend.
3: There it is.
12: I'm a big Boston Celtics guy, so.
3: Oh, oh, never mind. Back yes, <laughs> that way. Just that way. I'm a, I'm a Cavs fan. That's too much recent memory and pain. Nope, sorry. No, Larry Bird, solid choice. Okay, Chase, I guess – dealer's choice whatever you feel like you if it's one-on-one I'm if it's NBA, nba player yeah. okay that's fine that's, yeah fair enough uh, who's
10: your who's your guy probably dennis robin because he's all kinds of crazy and he's just all about boards and stuff and i like that
3: I, I like the true description of dennis robin there it was not all oh, it, it it wasn't the defense first yeah he's all kinds of crazy <laughs> that's exactly the first thing you should bring up with des robin okay very good I didn't realize I started what I did. I know.
2: I mean, the tension.
3: The tension Uh, in here I'm fascinated to get scheduled a Hopewell game now. I'm just going (laughs) to go for the warm-ups for Carter and Evan. Just see what goes down. (laughs) Uh, This is the NWO Orthopedic
2: Sports Auto here from the Fricker Studios. Classic Hits, 96.7 ESPN, 1430 AM, 105.7 FM. WFME, Lance Morris, Matt Common running way over our typical time. Ah, who cares?
3: This Wednesday night. <laughs> what, what What were we going to simulcast after this anyway?
2: I mean, we do have a Cavs game. Who are they playing? Philly.
3: They'll win. It's fine.
2: They'll win. It's fine. Okay? They'll win. If, it's fine. If they lose, remind me to bring that up uh, next time I see you. That's fair. But anyway, Matt, uh, since, since your last question was such a hit, go, go, you, you can have another.
3: Well, I mean, the, the next one I was going to ask, I was going to go with the future plans. I know, obviously, Chase, you're senior, so I was kind of curious where you're leaning going forward in your endeavors. If it's college, if it's work, what you have in mind. And then for Blake and Carter, I mean, kind of similar question that I had for Evan and Donovan, where it's are, are you starting to look, starting to get some ideas of what you might want to do at the next level is it just keeping the tape from beating Evan and that one on one? I mean, that we already established there was no tape. So. I know in his mind there's tape, in, in his heart there's tape as well of <laughs> that moment. But I, I am curious what the next step looks like for you guys, especially for you, Chase, as, as the senior out of this group.
10: Yeah, I'm probably looking to go into the military. I'm not oh, sure wow. what yet, but if I can get like free college through there, it's probably, I'll go. Probably go to college, but that's that's not, a, that's, very not 100% sure that's, yet. that's very admirable. That's
3: very admirable. On that one, Can, congrats. That's that's a good route to go. Very good route to go. And, uh, and now you guys got to follow a very, like, honorable and noble answer there. So, Blake Carter, what do you guys got?
12: <laughs> well, I still got time, but I'm still starting to look into stuff and leaning towards college for sure and just open to a lot of different options and still discussing with my parents on what is the best route to
1: take.
3: Absolutely. Mm,
1: uh, just like Donnie, we got a big AU season coming up. I'm just trying to sort of get looked at just a little bit and my mom's just a little pushing me towards college so yeah that's the that's the goal
3: might i recommend heidelberg (laughs)
1: i'm trying to get out of ohio
3: (laughs) (laughs) then might i recommend heidelberg germany Uh, what they they got school there too and they yeah see coach jury knows what's up (laughs) his his children may have led me astray but he knows what's up on that one (laughs) You didn't
2: even. You. No, I'm, we're, I'll leave that alone.
3: Any uh, anything else you uh, you have for these guys, Matt? I don't. I, I, the Carter question. Just I, I don't. I don't even know where to go from there. After that, one. just the legend of Carter crossing up, putting to sleep Evan Crease. I mean, it's it's, it's going to live in infamy. It's. I. I have nothing. I have nothing more to add to it. It's, it speaks for itself. It does. It really (laughs) does.
2: But this has been uh, different players from the uh, Hopewell Loudon boys basketball team. Guys, thank you once again, all of you, for taking the time to uh, come join us and good luck on Friday and uh, in the postseason. Thank you.
10: Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank
2: you very much. So that'll just about do it for us tonight so we can uh, say bye to these guys. A big thanks to uh, both uh, Coach Jury and all the guys for joining us here tonight and uh, very much appreciate them uh, taking the time to come join us. But this has been the NWO Orthopedics. Sports out of here from the Fricker Studios. Welcome
4: to Big B Coffee. Your home away from home that picks you up and leaves you in a better mood than when you arrived.